Well, amen, amen. Good morning, everyone. It is so great to be here with you on site. And for those of you who are joining us online, thank you for being here. I'm Ricky Ayala, the lead pastor of uh, New Ridge Fellowship, and I welcome you. I pray that you have felt welcome, that you're able to freely worship our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And again, thank you for being here. We start our new sermon series, as the video was just showing, that is titled, Thanks and giving. It's going to last a few uh, weeks leading up to Thanksgiving, so some of the messages are going to be focusing on thanks. Other messages are going to be focusing on giving, and there may be a message or two that talks about thanksgiving. You know, and uh, talking about thanks, it is defined as the expression of gratitude, the expression of gratitude. I'm going to invite you to please open up your Bibles to the book of Mark chapter 14. I'm going to be reading verses 3 to 9, and I love, I love a lot of stories in the Bible, but this one also impacts me on a regular basis every time I get the chance to read it. And I pray that it's all, well, the same way that's a blessing in my life will also be a blessing in yours. Again, that is Mark chapter 14. And I'll be reading from verses uh, 3 to 9. Uh, today I'm going to read all verses together, and then I'll be able to expound on some of the information that's given here. All right, so Mark 14, beginning on verse 3. If you have a different translation Bible, your words may be different, but I pray you follow along. It says here, Meanwhile, Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon, a man who had previously had leprosy. Now, while he was eating, a woman came in with a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume made from the essence of nard. Now, she broke open the jar and poured the perfume over his head. Now, some of those at the table were indignant. It says, what, why waste such expensive perfume, they asked. It could have been sold for a year's wages and the money given to the poor, so they scolded her harshly. But I love Jesus' response. But Jesus replied, leave her alone. Why criticize her for doing such a good thing for me? You will always have the poor among you, and you can help them whenever you want, but you will not always have me. And Jesus here is speaking about his physical being, right? She has done what she could and has anointed my body for burial ahead of time. And I tell you the truth, wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deed will be remembered and disgust. Let me pause for a word of prayer. God, we come to the point of this worship service as we have given, Lord, now this opportunity for us to receive. Receive of your word. Receive of your continued blessing. Receive of the movement of the precious Holy Spirit as the way that we have started out in this service and it continues on, that our, that our ears can be open, our minds open, our hearts open to your movement and your convictions in our lives. We ask this in the sweet name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, today we, this story and talks about when Jesus was having a meal, and it wasn't the meal that we normally talk about, the meal before uh, he gave himself up on the cross for you and for me. No, I, I love that Jesus, when he was building relationships, he, you can see him eating a meal with others. 
In this particular uh, story, uh, here they, they're at Simon's house. And it's not just a regular Simon, it is a, a Simon the leper. But it wasn't the leper that he, that, that, that he had leprosy at that very moment, because if you know, people who had leprosy, they had to be away from everybody else. They, they, they couldn't be around other people unless it was their own. Other people who had leprosy, so they had to be away. But here, the Bible is saying that it was Simon who had had leprosy. And so, and interestingly enough, you know, when you talk about the, uh, uh, why, why they named it that way, uh, the Simon the leper or the one who has a, leper, uh, a leprosy, uh, there, there are times when people have the same name. And in order to make sure that they, they're speaking and you're knowing who they're speaking about, that it comes alongside with something else. For example, Simon the leper. So even though he didn't have leprosy anymore, they still identified him that way. And in saying this, you probably heard this story from me before, so if you heard it, I apologize. I just think that you need to hear it again. Uh, there was a time when I was in ninth grade uh, in the Castle on the Hill, which is Reading, uh, the Reading High School. It was ninth grade, and I remember that there were five Jose's in the classroom. Five Jose's. And so, as being students, as being kids, you know, when I can say kids, but teenagers, ninth grade, we figured, you know, we, we got together, let's mess with the teacher. How you mess with the teacher? When the teacher would say, Jose, you hear, what, 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 what? And every time I say, Jose, what, what, what? Oh, I remember one time she was fed up with us. She, you know, as she's uh, on the board and she's writing, he says, Jose, and then what, what, what? She says, that's it. From this point on, you're Jose, you're Jose B, you're Jose C. And then, <laughs> I felt so bad. You know, I don't want to get people mad, you know? So I said, hey, teach, just... Call me Ricky. My family calls me Ricky. It's like um, that my middle name is Enrique, and so they get Ricky out of that. And so just call me Ricky. From that point on, just, she just made sure, you know. But it's interesting when, when the, here the Bible is saying Simon the leper, the one who had leprosy before. And I, I want to share something with you. I love the fact, ladies and gentlemen, that even the, 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 there are people who don't want to associate with somebody because of their past and hear Jesus, even though Simon had leprosy before, he was still with them having a meal and not only with him, but other guests that came to the table. So sometimes we're carrying our past with us, wondering if anybody is going to be with us, if anybody's going to accept us. And I want to let you know that Jesus is a great example in this story that even from the past, what Simon had, that didn't bother Jesus. Jesus was where he was at that very moment. And sometimes we carry around too much of our past well, yeah, that's, uh, I'm the one that had leprosy. I'm the one that did this. You know, if, if Simon did that, right? But no, Jesus was there. Not only, it was, he went to his house. And in the midst of that, what happens? A woman comes in with uh, alabaster jars, the Bible is saying, full of an expensive perfume. And so what does she do? She cracks it open. Some translation says that she broke it. Other, people's, uh, other translations say that, that she opened it. And I want to share something with you that, that when giving opens stored blessings. In giving, it opens stored blessings. You have to understand that even as the, as the other people, some of the guys were, were saying in the, in the Bible that they started indignantly saying, why didn't you sell it? Uh, a year's worth of wages you could have done. You could have given it to the poor, but th that must have been stored 
for a special, some, you know, maybe a special occasion. And in this case, it was to anoint Jesus. And sometimes in our lives, we store the blessings that God gives us. How do we store that? It is like, okay, oh, I'm so grateful. Thank you, God, for answering my prayer. But uh, it's mine and mine only. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, if, if we do that, if we store that blessing and we don't share it with others, then what good is it? What good is it serving? Is it only serving ourselves? Well, yeah, if, if we want it just for our, ourselves, we, we, that's all we want to do. But if we open up that blessing to give unto others, oh, man, can you imagine that, that you, you open up the blessing that you've been storing for a while, and as you open it up, more blessings come in your life that you're able to give unto others. And, and when you give it unto others, when they say thank you to you, you can respond, say, no, you, you're welcome, but, but thank God. Thank God that I have the blessing and being able to pass it along, not to store it for myself. Sometimes people think that the blessings of being stored is about money. It's not always about money. I think about knowledge. The knowledge that you may have that you've gained through experience or because you've learned it from somebody else, that is, you're, you're receiving it, someone's giving it to you, you're receiving it, and, but, but do you store it and say, oh, this is, this is too good, I, I don't want to pass this on to anybody else because whatever the excuse may be. I remember years ago, I'm not going to share the company, but I worked for a company. It wasn't church-related. And I remember an individual who was assigned to me to train, to train me, to train me in the, the parts that were needed and, and to take out, to put back, you know, so that way the machinery can work properly. And so I remember this trainer, he wasn't nice. And I was like, why, why is he treating me that way? I'm... I'm cool, I think, you know. But no, he wasn't, he wasn't giving me the information that I needed in order to make the work proper, to, to make the, the, the company uh, effective, to, to have a teamwork uh, effort. And there was one, one point that I took out a manual because I needed to take out a part, a, a piece from a part. And then so he wasn't around. And so I knew that I had the manual, so I'm reading the manual, and I'm taking off the piece. And I'm reading the manual, putting the pieces aside, and, and keep it going. It came to a point that he, he, he came, and he says, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm taking out this piece. No, no you, you don't need to do all that. I said, what are you talking about? It says it in the manual. I'm doing exactly what the man is telling me. He said, no, no, but you, yes, the man is doing that, but I've learned that you can take just two bolts out of this, and this whole unit just comes out. I said, oh, man, you, you could have told me that before. The knowledge he had gained, but he stored it to himself. And this is why, why I'm sharing this story, ladies and gentlemen, is that afterwards, he started opening up to me that he was afraid. Why afraid, you may ask? It's because he, t he came and told me, he says, I was afraid that if I taught you the knowledge that I have, I won't have a job. It made sense. If he told me how, what he knew, only two bolts, instead of having a whole bunch of uh, uh, pieces laying down, if only two bolts, if I had known that, uh, just, just one example, he feared that I would start getting his job and that he would no longer be useful to the company. And when I sit down with him, I said, look, I'm not, that's the, that's the last thing I had in my mind. Not even closest. I don't, now that it's, why? 
And then, you know, as we started talking, I realized what he was going through. But that knowledge, he was storing it all to himself. He wanted to share it onto others. And my, was, my goal was to work as a team to make the company money, to make the, the, uh, the uh, company successful. It's not about uh, uh, competing with him for the position. And our relationship got better after that. But it taught me a lesson. It's like, if you are, are blessed with knowledge, it's not always about finances. If you are blessed with knowledge, are you only keeping it to yourself or are you opening it up to share with others so that way they can also grow? The knowledge that is uh, stored and not shared is, does it really do any good? The other thing I want to share with you is that, you know, there were individuals who were on that table. They were invited guests. They were, they were blessed. Why they were blessed and, and for them to give thanks themselves is because they were, in the, the, they were invited to be with Jesus. This individual who they had learned, had been healing, had been uh, speaking the word, and, and, and things were happening. People were getting excited. And they were at the table, and they were being blessed and, and giving thanks. And then they go about, the Bible is saying that they, indignantly, and they scolded her harshly. That says, wow, what are you doing? What a waste. Why? You, you could have just sold that. And sometimes I think that these individuals wanted to sound good in front of Jesus. Why don't you sell that as a, 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 for a year's wages and giving it to the poor? Sometimes I just think that they were jealous because they're not the ones that receive that uh, anointing themselves. But here's a part is that here, when, when they do that, I want to share something with you. Sometimes people are going to make you feel guilty for the blessing you're giving others. I'm going to share that again. Sometimes people are going to make you feel guilty for the blessing that you're giving someone else. You see, this woman came and she broke this alabaster jar and he wanted, she wanted to anoint Jesus, the one individual. And what did she hear? Oh, you could have done this with it. You could have done that with it. And I love that Jesus says, hush up. You don't understand that what she has done has blessed me. Our mindset, our goal of why we give, why we help other people, whether it's financial, whether it's our time, whether it's uh, our wisdom or, excuse me, our knowledge, it is to help an individual grow, to make them better. That individual, okay, so it wasn't for everybody, but that individual, if that was your goal, go ahead and make that happen. I got another story for you. So bear with me as I share personal stories. There was one time I was a teenager years, 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 and years, years ago. I was working at McDonald's, and I saw an individual. I, had, I already had clocked out. I saw an individual talking, and, and I don't know why. I just like felt like I wanted to bless this individual with a meal because he was just there talking, and, and I saw that he wasn't ordering something. So I kind of felt like, you know what, let me, let me bless this individual with a meal. And so I ordered something, and I said, hey, hey, my man, go ahead and order something. It's on me. He was like, for real? You know, and I was like, yeah, it's on me. The goodness of my heart. So I pay for it. And after I pay for it, my man goes and takes out a wad of cash. Ooh. I'm being real with you. I was so upset inside, inside. 
He, a wad of cash, enough that he would have been able to pay for himself and everybody else in that restaurant. But I learned something that day. If I would have taken that type of mentality from that point on, I would not have been as easily blessing other people because my heart was to bless somebody else. What they do with it, that's on there, but I didn't want that to change my heart of giving. And so the individual, even though I didn't like that he did that, it was like, you know what? God, continue to bless him. As long as you continue to bless me, then I'm able to bless unto others. Don't let that hearten my heart. I want to continue to be a person that gives and blesses other people, not based on what anybody else thinks. Even in whatever, however they, they receive it, God, let that not change my heart in the way that I'm able to give. So really, ladies and gentlemen, giving can change your heart. When, the given, when, the, when you're giving, is given freely without no strings attached. So Jesus says, that blessing was for me. And I love the last thing, and I'm going to ask for the singers and the musicians to get ready because I'm going to finish up here. Jesus says, she gave what she could. Sometimes we miss that. Sometimes in, in our life, we, we, we think, oh, I, don't, I can't give as much as this person does. And I'm not, again, I'm not, if you want to talk about finances, yes, that, that goes into the mindset too. But, oh, I, I can't give as much time as this person does. I can't give like this person, but the Bible is saying here that she gave, that Jesus is saying she gave what she could. And it was a blessing. And here's the part is that because she was able to open up that alabaster jar, no matter what, how much it was, it was and, and anointed Jesus with it, she was actually blessing Jesus for what was to come. And sometimes we don't fully understand the gift that we're giving somebody because it's going to bless them for something in the future. We don't know that. Our response is just to give. Our heart to be giving. And Jesus is saying here, you don't, re- you don't realize she did it for me. She, did, she gave all that she could and she was actually preparing me for burial. Something that was to come in the future. Of course, the burial is of of Jesus dying on the cross, dying for us. So we never know when we, when God puts something in our hearts to give it away, to, to share something, whether it's knowledge, whether it's finances, whether it's your time, uh, why not just spend time with somebody, whether breakfast, lunch, or dinner, build relations with them or, or, or over a cup of coffee and, and just, that's time. Why keep that all to yourself? You know, as, as New Ridge Fellowship, I shared two weeks ago, I want the church of New Ridge, as we continue, and 2024 will be our first full year as New Ridge Fellowship. We officially started, you know, with our name change on October the 1st. I want us to be not keeping things to ourselves, the blessing that God has poured upon us, but I want us to be a, a resource to local churches, and I mentioned that two weeks ago. The knowledge that we have, I want others to be able to to have resources that they continue because our church is not to be competing with other churches, but how can we be a resource to them so that way they can also share the gospel and the good news of Jesus Christ in their own areas? It's not about competing or competition. I want to be a resource as a church. God has blessed us to what we have, with the staff that we have, with the knowledge that we have in the areas of ministry. How can we come alongside of them and say, we're here for you? That's the kind of church I want New Ridge to be known for. 
Why travel somewhere else to a different state, especially the local churches? Hey, we can go to New Ridge. This is the workshop they're going to be having. This is the conference they're going to be having. Oh, and the list can go on. I want that. That's just a little bit of vision. And throughout these weeks, I want to share other vision with you, what I would love to see in 2024. Let's not keep this stuff to ourselves. Let us be a blessing to others the same way that this woman was a blessing to Jesus. And I love the last part when he says, wherever the gospel, the good news is being preached, anywhere in the world, this woman's deeds will be remembered. And here we are on October 15, 2023, still speaking about her deeds and what she did for Jesus. Let that be an example for us. If you are storing a blessing and you be like, God, I, I've kept it to myself. I pray that you start releasing it in God's hands and you'll see it multiply. That we can give honor and glory to our awesome and holy God. Let us pray. God, we thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love, your forgiveness, your salvation. God, as we come before your presence, let us continue to seek you that our minds and our hearts can be changed, that we can say thanks as an expression of gratitude. And by doing so, Lord, we're able to show that our appreciation and our gratitude by giving. Giving of our finances, giving of our time, giving of our talents, giving of our knowledge that we can be a blessing unto others and that we point them to you. We ask in the sweet name of Jesus, amen and amen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here today and receiving today's word about how giving can change your life. That uh, I pray that, again, that this story has been a blessing to my life, will also be a blessing to yours. And not just being hearing of the word, but how can we do it? You know, next week, this coming week, we're going to be uh, sending out the envelopes, uh, letting people know about their, their, their pledges or their, for 2024. I shared that next year, it's going to be our first year of New Ridge Fellowship. And if any year of anything that happens, the first year is usually a, a, a telltale of what's to come. And I pray that if you're storing stuff uh, within, within you, just for me and, and, and me alone, that you start opening up and start cracking that, that, that alabaster jar, whatever that represents in your life. It could be finances. It could be your time. It could be your knowledge. To make a difference in people's lives and let them know that Christ is alive and well. He is a light. And here we are as a testament of what he has done for us. Let us come together next week. And I, my, this is my challenge. My challenge is that you look and you pray to God this week. So when we come here next week and, and we, and we uh, put our pledge cards in our altar, you're, you're presenting to God and say, God, I'm opening up that jar. I'm opening up that blessing. God, this is all I can give. But just like the sample that we, example that we had today, this woman, Jesus said, she gave what she could. And you saw the blessing that happened in her life and the blessing of uh, the life of others. How much more can we do today? 
as we lead into next year. I'm going to ask you to please stand. <clears throat> I hope to see you uh, at North Campus at 3065 North Charlotte Street. It's our second campus uh, where we have a launch party today from 12 to 2. If I don't see you today, I pray that I see you next week. Invite somebody to come with you as we continue with the series of thanks and giving. Until we see each other, may God's love, peace, and guidance of the precious Holy Spirit be with each and every one of you. And God's people will all say, amen and amen.